Hey, everybody, welcome back to the 321 Endurance Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Wiley, and this is a show where I talk to interesting endurance athletes from all over the globe. And before we get going with today's episode, I'm contractually obligated to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by BocoGear.com. BocoGear has the best hats and running accessories if you're an endurance athlete. I don't look good in hats, but I look good in a Boco gear hat. So check out BocoGear.com. And I'm super excited for today's episode. I'm talking to a gentleman. He's a triathlete. He's a skier. He's a motivational eater. He quit his job to follow his passions and he lives in his car. I am joined today by one Brian Reason. Brian, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic, my man. Thank you for that. Wonderful. It's a nice intro you got there. You know what? Well, when you have all these uh, these things that you have going on, like yourself, it's uh, it kind of just it, it reads and writes itself. And just uh, a quick word to double down on the sponsor: I do own two Boca Gear hats. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> they are the ones that the they give out at the finish line for the Ironman. So I got a, one of those, and then I yeah. bought another one. And they're Bo- Boca Gear, the dopest running hats you can oh, get for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, cool. So give, uh, the listeners, uh, a quick little reader's digest here in 30 seconds or less. Who is Brian reason? Um, Brian reason is a recently and electively unemployed triathlete that lives in his car. Um, and it's not a van either. Let's be clear. This is a 2005 Hyundai Elantra we're talking about. So it's not a lot of space. Um, but <laughs> That's after, commitment. yeah, yeah, it's something. <laughs> Um, but after the last few years of, um, just kind of looking out the window and just feeling like I had some things, you know, in the back of my head, I wanted to do, um, I quit my job. I had some savings I had been working on for a couple of years. And then I just, uh, June 1st, 2021, I hit the road with, um, some clothes and some camera gear. And the last seven months has just been a bunch of traveling all over the country, taking pictures, trying to make videos and uh, a couple of triathlons along the way. That's absolutely amazing i can't even tell you how envious i am <laughs> that you, you just have the ability to go and do that that is unreal uh so on that note uh, i mean it sounds like some of those passions are you know cinematography photography and and obviously triathlons um so where where's this journey taking you where are some of the the most interesting places and things that you've seen uh along the way I get this question a lot and the always the quickest thing that comes up to my mind is the Pacific Northwest. Um, I don't know if that's just because it's so exotic to me because I'm from Connecticut. So in terms of like distance in the country, it does not really get further away than that. I had never been there before. Mm -hmm. Um, They have just a ton and ton of natural beauty in there, which is like something I really have a great um, reverence for Uh, national parks out Mm -hmm. to wazoo like olympic and cascades national park was gorgeous i spent you know two months there i think wow Uh, originally i had planned on maybe three to five days in each place but when i got there i was i think i was literally there for like nine weeks i couldn't i couldn't get enough of it that's Um, unbelievable yeah and it was kind of near the iron man venue too because i did uh cord lane up there Okay. Um, so I was also kind of pretty tired. I had been training and yeah. doing two a days for six months. So I needed a little bit of uh downtime. Yeah. So it was, was a that a full or was that a 70.3? It was a full off the couch. Woo. Yeah. How was that the first oh, go man. around? It was um for anybody that was there, 
they know how bad it was. It was okay. in the peak of that heat wave that was going on then. Yep. So race day, I believe it was 105 degrees. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. So the dropout rate, I forget what the stats are. So like a regular Ironman dropout rate is like five or 10%. And this was yeah. like 30, 35 or something like that. There was just bodies wow. strewn all over the tarmac everywhere. Oh my word. And how did you fare? Um, I did well, honestly, the, um, it was my first one. The plan I did was setting me up for a 12 hour, 30 minute finish was mm -hmm. my goal. Um, I'd ended up doing 13, 10, but about halfway okay. through the bike, I was like, you know what? I just need to finish this freaking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of threw that goal out the window and, um, would have just been happy with the finish, which I did. So that was, uh, that was the most important part. That that's amazing. Uh, and it, it's funny. I, I've talked to uh, another Ironman athlete, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and the one question I like to ask is what was that feeling like when you crossed the finish line and they said, Brian reason you are an Ironman. Oh man. Well, after I was done dry heaving, I <laughs> was able to kind of soak that in a bit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but literally I crossed the finish line. I have some great pictures of me with like these just incredible, incredible ex emotions on my face. Um, mm -hmm. I think I had wrote in an Instagram post that it was just like simultaneously the biggest physical and emotional release of my entire life. Like mm -hmm. I can't imagine it getting any better than that. And I love that they have like the cameras there taking a picture every second. So you can, you know, see the entire thing like the last 20 yards of the race so that was right that was great um but yeah after i literally i couldn't stand up i was like dry heaving for two or three minutes <laughs> everything seemed like a blur um yeah. but after three or four minutes you can kind of catch your breath and um there's just nothing like it. I'm sure, you know, I've heard that. That's, a million times. That, that's unreal. I, that gives yeah. me a lot of uh, encouragement and hope. I have my first full coming up. Oh, um, you haven't done a full yet. I haven't done a full yet. I've done a couple 70.3s. Uh, oh man. Yeah, my, my first full is going to be in Lake Placid and I, I hear rumors. Oh, that's right. It. I'll see you there. You might be there, right? Yeah. I, I'm there. I'm signed up. So I'll see you there. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, what does, training for an Ironman triathlon look like living out of your car. I Good. mean, it's hard enough, you know, having like, I have a gym at my house in my garage and it's hard okay. enough. So the first bag of tricks you're going to have is a planet fitness. It's absolutely mandatory okay. to have a planet fitness membership. They're all over the place. I was actually surprised by how many places they're in. Like there really isn't a whole of planet fitness is anywhere. They have them in every single town across the, uh, this, the country. So, mm -hmm. um, anytime I was like looking to go somewhere, I had to plan out my workouts. Like I need to be near a pool on Tuesday, Thursday. I need, which is mostly at high schools and YMCAs. I need to be at a planet fitness, you know, doing the weight training. That's twice a week. Um, the long rides, I prefer to do inside if I can, because I feel like I just get a little more benefit there. When you don't know the atmosphere, it's hard to control how much, you know, resistance you're going to get because you don't know the hills. You don't know this. Right. So I just much prefer to do that inside. So I spend a lot of time at Planet Fitnesses. Yeah, so I mean, was, so <laughs> anytime uh, I wanted to go somewhere, it was like it wasn't I'm just I want to go here. I'm going to go. Right. And I had all this freedom in the car, which is great, but yeah. it wasn't worth shit if I couldn't do my workouts because I had before that, you know, I had been doing 
five months at that point. So I had to do, you know, a full month of training, you know, 15 to 18 hours a week out of my car. You know, right. So that, that's unbelievable to me because like I have, I have a plan laid out for me. I use the training peaks app. Like I'm trying to yeah, be like, super organized with it. Right. And sure. you know, so I don't have to think about it, but it sounds like, you know, the aspect of living out of your car adds another logistic and another, uh, you, I, you know, headache to think about. I can't <laughs> like, even tell you. Um, I'm sure, you know, your best training days happen when you get that eight hours of sleep, you had a good mm -hmm. REM cycle. You did all the sleep stages perfectly. That is yeah. something that is incredibly elusive when you're sleeping in a different place every single night. Right. So I've had many nights just sleeping in the back of that Elantra, just like in a truck stop parking lot, you get, you know, three or four hours of sleep. I got to get up and ride, you know, 80 miles. And it's just, yeah. yeah. And I can't imagine, you know, you're in an Elantra. I mean, unless you're like four feet tall, I'm sure you're kind of like <laughs> curled up in the back of that thing. Right. Um, so the, the back seat, just, you, you get a socket wrench. You can, there's like three bolts in the back seat. You could take mm -hmm. the, the part your back would be against out. Okay. Um, and then kind of put that in the front seat. And then I built a little wooden platform, like where your feet would go in the back seat. So my head was where your feet would be. You stick your feet in the trunk and you got a nice little level spot to sleep on. It's actually not that bad. That's, that's pretty innovative. So that's, yeah, that's the, the first tip right there for any listeners, uh, thinking about living out of their Hyundai. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The first few weeks were trying sleeping in there um but yeah. as you know anything else you learn along the way and i was learning um different spots to put maybe a stack of clothes here that could give me a little more you know cushion in certain spots so yeah. it was uh yeah it was quite a learning experience oh my word that that's um, but it amazing a hundred percent sleeping in the car it was also a mix of camping too i did a lot of couch okay. surfing as well um mm -hmm. but i would say it was probably an even 30, 30, 30 mix of all three of those things. Um, nice. That's and I did uh, have my, um, my Wahoo kicker in the trunk. So okay. <laughs> it was a absolute luxury to like pull that out. If I was couch tripping at somebody's house and right. like a nice proper workout with the right resistance and stuff in somebody's house on a trainer. So that was really nice, but those are oh, kind of few that's <laughs> I, I have such a level of respect for you, uh, just for dealing with the logistics of training out of your car like that. That is, that is unbelievable to me. It was something. Um, um yeah, I just, but logistics is something I genuinely enjoy. Like I enjoy okay. the obsessive planning nature of sure. having a problem to fix and figuring mm -hmm. out how to get there. It's That's like one it. of my favorite things to do actually. Well, well, and you also quit your job too. So you have a, a decent amount of time, I would imagine to, you know, have to deal with all of that. I mean, right. are you doing anything else besides exploring, taking photos, videos? Like what, what does a day in the life uh, look like living on the road? Um, so when you're living on the road, everything takes 10 times longer than it would have taken. Um, even if it's something simple, like I didn't anticipate like brushing your teeth. It's like, you know, you don't just go to the bathroom where all your stuff is. It's like, you have to have, you know, the water, it has to be in a bottle. The bottle probably buried under my clothes bag. So I got to dig that out. And then the toothpaste slips in between the cracks. So it's like, you got to, every time you do that, like every time you wash dishes, every time you do anything, it's just, you have to find it. You have to like get it together to be right. able to like actually do it. And those things just take forever. <laughs> and um, at the end of the long day, it's like digging through your car to find, you know, your toothpaste or your face wash is kind of uh, super annoying. 
Um, but the plan that I did for my training, it was basically, it was two workouts a day with a long bike on Saturday and a long run on Sunday with Monday being the rest day. So let's say it was a Tuesday. Um, get up. Hopefully I had positioned myself to be near a body of water or a pool. So I wouldn't have to drive too far. You know, it's another thing. It's like, sometimes you got to drive far to get to these places. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like important to pick, um, a central location. So I would usually do my morning workout and then find a mountain to climb or a cool river to go photograph. Um, I tried to keep it, um, a balance between doing all of this physical activity in between two a days, because like, if you just working out right. all day long, it's like, I'm going to kill myself. Now you're going to get burnt and out I, eventually. I certainly did have a pretty hard bout of fatigue, which I had never experienced before. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I had to, at one point take like three or four days to just do absolutely nothing. I took all of my training and made it like zone two recovery stuff. Cause I was just, I was worked. Um, yeah. at some point in Washington, yeah, just getting up doing, you know, a long bike and then go hike, you know, eight, 10 miles up this mountain and lugging camera gear along the way too. And then having to yeah. stay up there to photograph the sunset and then going back down and then running, like, you know, doing a 10 K speed run at eight o'clock at night after all that was just like yeah. exhausting. Oh my word. Uh, yeah. real quick. What's your go-to camera when you're out in the mountains? Um, I bought, I've never owned a camera, like a nice one before this, uh, mm -hmm. I had always just been taking pictures on my iPhone, but then I did some research and I came upon the Sony a 6,400, which is an entry level mirrorless camera for anyone yep. wanting to like take the jump from hobbyist on your phone to, you know, something a little more serious. It's a great mm -hmm. camera. Um, it's relatively inexpensive. You know, you can get a good setup with a decent zoom lens on there. I think I bought it used on Amazon. It was like 1200 bucks, which is cheap when you're talking. Yeah, about no, that's a, that's a great deal. Review. I actually just got an a 6,600 myself. Oh, you got um, the six. Nice. I, I, I did. Yeah. Um, and, and I absolutely love it. It's, I mean, it's super light. So I, I can see why you would want uh, a smaller camera like that yeah. going up the mountains for sure. Yeah. Um, Any and, list I looked at, it was like the, even for people that have more serious stuff, um, it's right. like the ultimate travel thing because even the lenses that they're all super small. So yeah, if you're looking for something like that, it's a great camera to start out with, especially for a traveler and someone that lives in their car. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Uh, and speaking of traveling and, and going up mountains, you're also a skier as well. Yes. So tell, tell I, me a little bit more about that regrettably haven't been yet i bought the icon pass which gives you access to a whole bunch of mountains um mm -hmm. i'm actually trying to go what is today wednesday yeah this weekend i'm going to vermont up by stowe killington i'm going to try and hit as well to visit some friends um they just got a big dump up there i think they got 17 inches the other day Ooh, that's nice so hopefully it's still there um yeah. new england skiing is just such a crap shoot now which sucks mm -hmm. it's like it's hot you know it's 60 degrees one day and then you get a foot of snow and then yeah. it's warm again and it's gone um the industry yeah, is really suffering it's really too bad um, yeah, it's, it is it is interesting like the past few years like maybe even 10 years how like because i'm from rhode island and you, oh, you know you said yeah. you were from connecticut and it, yeah. it's we just don't get as much snow as we used to you know mm -hmm. i remember as a kid you said you were i think we were talking off camera you're 35 36 yeah. um you know i'm 33 so you know growing up in the 90s i remember getting hammered with snow totally uh, you know it, it just doesn't happen here anymore it's insane 
No, and even if you do, you do, it gets, you know, it's 50 degrees later, like I was saying. And, and then it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah. Um, it's super sad. Uh, I've read quite a few articles, but even um, it extends out west in the Rockies and Colorado. Mm. Like every single mountain this year opened in record late fashion, not until maybe a couple of weeks before Christmas, when usually you can get first week in November. They, you know, they're spinning uh, the chairs and it's just it's not happening anywhere, unfortunately. Wow. Um, but I have been skiing since I was two. It's a family thing. As mm -hmm. soon as you could walk, they'll wait another month and then they'll throw you on skis in my family. So yep. that was something I'm super grateful for. It's probably one in one a with like triathlon and skiing with me. It's like my two favorite things to do activity wise. Okay. okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and do, I just, do you do, um, like touring and, and, and things like that backcountry skiing or I just, just on... bought a pair of touring boots last okay season so mm -hmm. and they're a little bit lighter uh i haven't done any yet no but you know that's like the new phase these days you can't like everyone wants to do that especially in yeah. covid too because like all the mountains were closed and it's i think there was just a huge boom in that sector right and uh something i definitely want to get into because i'm doing like the hiking anyway mm -hmm. a lot of the time so it's like right. if you can have that sick ride down yeah. instead of just walking down like you do yeah because walking down is always the worst part of the hike it's like it, it's it's the worst part it's the part where you're like oh my god i got a mile and a half left i can't take I this anymore i'm done <laughs> it's just it's hard on the knees you've already seen your view like you don't get the cardio on the way down so yeah. to like be able to get all that good stuff on the way up and then ski down is something i'm very interested in and I yeah for sure well if you ever find yourself uh hanging around new england for much longer and you, you want to head up to the whites and, and go do some some uh backcountry skiing i'm all for it oh yeah uh, definitely i yeah. love it up there i um Absolutely. i went to Keene in new hampshire so i lived up there for four years nice and it's just a, it's a beautiful area yeah it's, it's, it it's really the best is. area i think we have in the east in my opinion oh hand hands down absolutely yeah um all right so we, we covered the triathlon we covered skiing what on earth is going on with this motivational eating oh <laughs> <laughs> that was uh that's a lot of things actually um well for one thing motivation i think is something i want to bring to you know people who are interested in what i'm doing i think it's something i'm really passionate about um but it's also kind of a joke in that I have certainly this obsessive nature about me. And sometimes when I can get a little frustrated, um, I must, I've been sober for five years now. So a lot Congrats. of the times that can start, thank you. That can manifest in eating. So it was kind of like this half joke, but half sort of, I wanted to throw something in my Instagram profile about, you know, motivation because that's part of what I'm about. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also a little bit of truth to it as well, because uh, I can yeah. certainly uh, eat my feelings if the, the time is right. <laughs> Well, you know, as a triathlete, it's, uh, you know, I think we all, we all go through that at one point or another. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I like how you just, you know, what you were just talking about there. Uh, you know, I'm also, I, I wouldn't say I'm sober, but I, I quit drinking in 2019. Nice. And I feel like yeah. a lot of these, thank you. I feel like a lot of uh, these triathletes and endurance athletes that I talk to ultra marathoners, we all have this this common obsessive quality uh, about us that, you know, is good and bad. It's good because many of us are, and I, I said this in another episode, um, many of us are high performing individuals in our jobs, in our mm -hmm. personal lives. 
but that can also manifest with negative qualities like drinking and drugs and addictions. Um, and it's so funny to me to see a lot of us trading these negative addictions for positive ones and, and wanting to, at, at least, you know, I can say this for myself, wanting to inspire other people to do the same. Would you say that that is, is a why and a reason behind why Brian reason lives the way that he does? Oh, absolutely. I think the word is, um, searcher that you're looking for because okay. people like you and I are constantly searching for something to fill whatever that, you know, void is inside of us. Right. Sure. Um, and my, um, in my life, it's always, it's feeling, I think I'm constantly trying to chase the feelings. And I certainly did that with drugs and alcohol previously. And now I'm mm -hmm. doing that with life experiences, which, you know, as you said, can be good and bad. Um, why can't I just work a nine to five and go hiking and skiing on the weekends? Like, I don't know. I did that for a while. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't doing it for me. Um, yep. so a lot of the times people with those sort of obsessive personalities, you kind of have to operate on the poles high and low. And then mm -hmm. the middle is something that becomes very tough. Sure. Um, the middle is yeah something that I certainly struggle with, even if it's like, like taking a shower, for example, I don't want to take a room temperature shower. I want it to be freezing or I want it to be 110 degrees. <laughs> There's like no middle ground for me. <laughs> but I, I always think about the, the Billy Joel song. I go to extremes. Uh, yeah. Whenever I, whenever I talk about this, you know, well, why do we go to these extremes? Uh, but it, it's it, it's good. And if you can harness it, you, you know, it, it, it really just elevates your life in so many different ways. Uh, right. to be able to harness, harness that into, in, into positive things. Yeah. Um, that's the key there is harnessing it into something positive because you yes. can get caught in like that negative thought spiral, especially when you're on the lows, mm -hmm. that'll keep you down, which is something I've definitely struggled with in the past before. Sure. Um, sure. But as my buddy, are you a rich role listener? Have you ever listened to his? Uh, stuff yes. I've, I've read his book, finding ultra sure. uh, many times, many, as many any times. good triathlete has. And that's yes. <laughs> the reason why I'm here talking to you is, um, much accredited to that, that individual. I eat um, a lot of avocado sandwiches because of ritual yeah. and listening to that book. <laughs> soaking, were you soaking dates too as your first fuel? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, he always says mood follows action. And that's mm. something I tell people all the time, which is mm. um, you can't you can't control how you feel, but you can control how you act. So it's like when you're having right. those those days where you can't get out of bed, it's all you got to really do is put one foot on the floor and that action is going to take you where you need to go to kind of pull yourself out of that hole. That's and it. it's hard. It can be really, really hard. But once you start on that path, it becomes much easier and you can mm. sort of add that thinking into your life in, mm. in any regard. I, I would say it's easier, too, when you're living life on your own terms and how you want to be living your life. You know, you you, you weren't happy with the nine to five and you just up and quit and said, screw this. I'm going to live life on my own terms and, sure. and go out there and and explore because we're, we're, we're here for a very short period of time. Life is fleeting, right? So why yeah, not absolutely. do what makes you happy and what you're passionate about? And that's why I think I was drawn to your Instagram account. And, uh, I, I saw that you were doing that and inspiring others to do the same. Um, so that's why I invited you on the show and I'm so happy that you came on here and we learned more about you. Um, too, you know, really quick, you know, I know we talked about Ironman Lake Placid. Is that your A race for the year? Do you have any other races planned? 
Yeah, that's my A race. I'm looking at, depending on timing and logistics, I want to get a half and an Olympic in there at some point as well. Okay. So I'm probably um, beginning of the season, maybe April, May, look to do an Olympic. Um, and if I can squeeze in the timing right, maybe a half mm. after that and maybe close sure. of the seasons, October-ish. But nice. I would like to do, I think, three races a, a season. I think that's a good number for me. Awesome. Very cool. Well, where can uh, the listeners find you on social media? Listeners can find me right now um, on Instagram at the breeze, the B R E A S. And mm -hmm. I have a ton of footage that I have ready to go to start a YouTube channel as well. But awesome. Um, You're going to have to come yeah. back on and promote the YouTube channel. I'll, I'll for sure subscribe. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. As I definitely will looking forward to seeing all that. So, for I have sure. about a half a trailer cut for it. So when I finish that and maybe get one or two more videos up on there, we can uh, revisit this again. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, Brian Reason. Brian, thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, we got to continue this conversation and stay in touch uh, via Instagram. Good, man. I got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's all good. It's all good. It's inspiring stuff. So thank you so much. And, uh, you know, look forward to doing this again. Yeah, Patrick, thank you. We'll see you. Appreciate it. Well, there you have it, folks. That was Brian Reason, the triathlete, the skier, the motivational eater. Uh, this dude is is unbelievable. Uh, I had a blast getting to know him. Make sure you follow him on social media. Uh, he's going to have that YouTube channel coming out, and we're going to post about that so all the listeners can see that as well. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, share. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time on 321 Endurance.